Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Hello, everybody. You're all very welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us. This week, I'm interviewing an actual living, breathing person, so you won't have to listen to me babble on about myself for over an hour. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. I found it very entertaining, and even listening back to it myself, there was quite a few funny bits. Before we get started, I just want to say a massive thank you for the overwhelming response we got to the first episode. We've got a a couple of new listeners from all over America, Washington, Texas, Georgia, Virginia. You're all very welcome. I appreciate the support. We've even got one single person all the way over in New South Wales in Australia. Also, just a quick reminder, you can find us on social media. We're at Concerts That Made Us on Facebook and Instagram and Concerts Us on Twitter. Come over, join us, say hello, interact. It'll be good fun. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. So, my guest... This week is a very good friend of mine, music lover, concert goer, Emma Kelly. Hello, Emma. Hello there, Brian. Jeez, I didn't get your uh, your usual greeting. Hi, how are you? That's more like it. That's more like it. Are, are the listeners not special enough to get the the uh, the Emma Kelly special greeting? Well, I don't really know them yet, so they have to get the normal one for the minute. <laughs> oh, I see. It's like that, is it? So for the listeners, Emma has this way of greeting people that I always mock her for. She seems to do it unnoticed to herself. She She's convinced she doesn't do it, but trust me, she does. Anytime you say... Sorry? I said that's because I don't. So anytime Emma says hello to someone, she says, Hi, how are you? And it's, uh, I find it very amusing. Easily amused, easily amused. <laughs> right, so we'll get down to business then. Straight in with no kissing, is that what you said? <laughs> oh, you're quoting, quoting me from the first episode, I see. I said I better or I'd be in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, what's your first memory of music? Oh, yeah. my first memory? Yeah. Well, that's a curveball. It is. It is. I like to keep my guests under toes, you see. My first memory of music would be of me staying at my cousin's house, as I did quite often. Right. Every Sunday morning, me and my cousin Gary would be down in the kitchen because we'd be the first up. Okay. Hence, we were the youngest. The other two were always out. So they were hung over, so it would be later when they'd be up. <laughs> You're painting quite a lovely picture there. Nice people, nice people. (laughs) Right, right, carry on. But depending on the Saturday night, the Sunday morning would be quite interesting. Now, me and Gary would be in this 
kitchen, obviously eating the breakfast or whatever. We always had the radio on, listening to music. And if the night went well for Jenny, you'd hear her coming down the hall. She used to do a scissors kick in through the door and she would do a rendition of The Final Countdown. Right, okay. So now, uh, I was say it was a good rendition, but it was a rendition. <laughs> so a bit of a kung fu and final countdown. Yeah. On a yeah. on a Sunday morning. The only thing that she had going right was the hairdo. <laughs> right, right. Would you like to describe that hairdo? I think I should not. Probably safer. We leave it up to the listeners' imaginations. Now this would have been the the early nineties, so I'm sure the outfits to match the the hairstyles were very interesting. Interesting is a word I'd put on it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. What? I said sorry. I had to laugh there. I think my listeners feel, would feel very left out now if uh, if they didn't get a better description of your kung fu slash Europe. Sunday mornings. So how about you give us a, a rendition of the final countdown? Oh no. You know, I'll I'll no, provide no. the music, you know. Did do do But you see, I'm already after doing it here, but you can't see. Ah, I see. Oh, you were doing a mime of it, was it? Yeah, I think I put my hip out. <laughs> right. Well don't strain yourself too much. But if you were going for the look, the Sunday morning look, it would be something in between Europe and Kiss. Gone wrong. <laughs> something you wouldn't want to meet down a dark alley, like. You sure wouldn't. It was tough enough meeting in the kitchen now, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, that sounds like that. Turn you off your breakfast. <laughs> it's a good job we were up early and had it nearly finished. Okay, okay. So, um, how would you describe your musical taste? your music interests, you know, and how it's blossomed over the years. I'd describe it as interesting. There's not much I don't like. I love music. love all kinds of music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's Brian's Hi, how are you for everybody who's listening. Yeah, we, uh, on listening back to the first episode, we noticed that I say, so, yeah, an awful lot, which I'm trying to, trying to cut down on. You know, it's like giving up cigarettes, it's hard to do. You're not doing great on either, are you? <laughs> ah, sure. We all have our vices. Right. So you have a very broad range when it comes to your musical tastes. I do. There's I not, do. Much, not much you don't like. No. So everything from pop to rock to metal. What about dance music? Do you like dance music? A certain amount of it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. What about rap and... Ah, you know, sure you'd listen to it and you do it yourself in the shower, but you can't tell people you listen to it. (laughs) True, true. I see. I see where this interview is going, so... (laughs) Right, come on then. Tell me about the very first concert you went to. So the very first concert I went to was with um, the Europe impersonator. (laughs) Okay. And we went to see Westlife. Now, if we want to forget this after this interview, that's fine. Right. Okay. Westlife. And for anyone that doesn't know, who is Westlife? 
Brian you know, has two CDs yeah. and he can play them for you later. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, Westlife was a, a boy band. Very big in Ireland and England back in the, would you say, early 2000s? I would. Okay, okay. And, oh. Are you dead? No, I was trying to think. That's a very odd musical taste now for someone who's mad into Europe and the final countdown to pick a boy band like that. Very clean cut, not very, not very, you know, all sort of squeaky clean pop songs. Was it you that was begging her to bring you? No, even though that's what everybody thought. It was, oh, I'll bring Emma to the concert. But Emma didn't know this at the time. Oh, really? Yes. What now, I, I have to say, I was 13. Right. I was 13. But I have to say, I'll have to take back my earlier comment of saying we'll forget about it after it's over because I would like some other songs and it's more than one concert I've been to. God, really? That's right, yes. How many times have you seen them? Five. <laughs> <laughs> so you okay. could say the first four was a mistake, but I can't I can't say anything about the fifth. It's getting a bit common after that. <laughs> so we've gone from we can forget about it to you're secretly Westlife's number one fan. I wouldn't say number one fan, but I have all the CDs. <laughs> No, okay, I've taken the posters uh, down. I've taken the posters down, but I have the CDs. I see, I see. I suppose you get to a certain stage in life where, where the posters just won't do anymore. You, you have to take them down and put some proper wallpaper up. I suppose the blue tack was old, so they kind of fell off the wall. I see, I see. And uh, who was who would you say was your favourite in the band then? Oh, clearly Shane. Really? Like, he might have married the other one, but he was just waiting for me to be old enough, really. Is he the one with the funny lip now? What are you talking about? You know, he had a bit of a funny lip. His top lip stuck out further than his bottom lip. He actually looked like he was trying to scratch his nose with his top lip all the time. No, that is a negative. Shane was perfect. But I'm intrigued by you knowing so much about Westlife for someone who just made fun of me. No, 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 no. no Don't no, go on no, there no. now. I... No, no. No, you see, I don't know very much about Westlife at all. I just, I remember seeing them on TV or whatever around that time. And I just remember your man's lip sticking out like, like, I don't know what. Well, oh, it wasn't just oh. sticking out to me. It was literally sticking out off his face, you know. I don't know who you're thinking about there. I actually, believe it or not, we had a my Irish teacher in secondary school. We all used to call him Westlife because he was the spitting image of your man with the funny lip and he had the same lip. Well, that's not my Shane. <laughs> but if this Irish teacher is listening, I'm sorry, you don't have a funny lip. He was actually a pretty sound teacher and I got on very well with him. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Were you one of the uh, one of these young ones now that was devastated when, what's the blondie fella's name? Brian you know you're on that you don't know him because I, I know what you do. I knew you'd you'd know him, isn't he? The one that married that one from England, the kind of the one that looked like she crawled out of a trailer park. Okay, Brian, can we just stop it right here now? Because we know you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> okay, so let's be real now and don't be lying to your fans. 
you know, a little right. bit more about Westlife than you're letting on. Hang on now, fans is a bit of a stretch now. We'll have to wait a couple of more episodes before we can start calling them fans. I don't want to okay. start getting hate mail. Okay, okay. Well, Brian, let's be real then. Stop lying to your one fan in New South Wales. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. The Texas people, I apologise. <laughs> so, would it be fair to make the jump that you were also a boys' own fan back in the day then? Christ almighty, no. You sure now? You're giving out the image of uh, that young Emma was a little teeny bopper. No, going no. Going around boy bands and... No, no, it was just the one. It was just the yeah. one. Oh, come on, I bet you. You used to love Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and all them. Look, if we're not talking about that, we're talking about my first concert. Actually, do you remember back in the day there was some Irish boy band and I think they had one single and they toured around the CD shops around the country thinking they were famous when they really weren't. I think they were called Old Town or something. Was that not you? <laughs> no, thank God I was way too young to be confused with them. There was an old town, yes. I always wondered what the old town sound, uh, what the old town stood for. Well, get a looking up on it then. Do you think it was like so they could be like up on stage and be like, "Oh, ladies, I'm going to take you to old town." I can never unhear that. <laughs> right, right. Enough of Brian's weird thoughts about boy bands from the 90s and that doesn't make me sound any better so anyway moving on moving on what uh what song would you like to pick from your beloved westlife i would like to pick world of our own really no i thought you would have went for flying without wings i mean i mean i i i've never heard any of them songs I'll, uh, this is going to be the first time i'm ever hearing a westlife song I wonder what the sound like. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll record you the next day when you're singing Flying Without Wings and I'll play it back to you. <laughs> Never happened. Not true. I have to prove. Fake have to news. Prove. Fake news. <laughs> right. So introduce your track then, Emma. I just did, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked you which track you'd like to play and now you have to introduce it. Okay. I'm taking this song from Brian's Spotify. I think it's number five on the list. It's Westlife, an Irish band, and World of Our Own. Right, so uh, I, I have to admit it's quite a, a catchy song. <laughs> catchy, is that what we're calling it now? Well, we have to be, uh, we have to be polite. I can see you bobbing your head. <laughs> so why did you pick that song? Um, I picked that song because it's an upbeat song. It kind of sticks in your head. And I won't lie. I won't lie. Whenever it comes on the radio, I do turn up the radio. Oh, my God. And believe it or not, me and Shane do be having a duet in the car. Oh, really? Do you know? Yeah. yeah. It turns out quite well, actually. I might record it for your listeners. And does Shane know about this? Oh, he does. <laughs> I see. I see. Hmm. I actually get some royalties to the song because our version is better. <laughs> ah, I see. It's like a, it's like the new version of Shallow, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's actually where they got the idea for that. I see. Just had a great idea. Next this time you're good. doing it. What? I said this will be good. Warning, warning, warning. 
next time you're doing your little duet, I'll record it and I'll uh, I'll release it to the listeners. What would you think? I'll put it on one of our social medias. Let them let them see it. Oh, I actually never thought you'd re- you'd release one of our recordings. Our recordings. Yeah, because you'll be singing as well. <laughs> Not a hope. No, yeah, hope. Yeah. he said you and Jane. Yeah, but sure, like you stand in sometimes, like but sure, what can I do? Right, this must be when I'm uh, when I'm asleep or something, or maybe you're drugging me or something, and I have no recollection then. Fake news, fake news. <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. So yeah. Would you like to tell me about the last concert you were at? That would be the Foo Fighters, Brian. Oh, very good. I'm impressed. I I like a bit of a bit of Dave Grohl myself now. You should because you were at the concert. I was. That that is very true. You nearly weren't at the concert, Brian, were you? Was I not? No, neither was I nearly not, because you wouldn't get your arson gear and come on. <laughs> right, but uh, this this interview isn't about me, it's about you and seeing the concerts. Oh, and I seeing... know, I know, but you nearly ruined this concert. How did I nearly ruin the concert? Um, probably because we were just parking in the car park when the pretender came on. That is true. Catherine, I do I do Catherine, recollect Catherine, that. Where's my dad? You were actually giving me an aneurysm. What was that? I said, where's my fags? Where's my cover? Where's my this? Where's my dad? I was like, will you come on? <laughs> okay, you're painting quite a lovely picture of me here. Yes, yes. Right, okay. And I thought the first episode was where the where the listeners get to know me. Oh no, sure. Where'd it be the fun in that? You see, this episode is supposed to be all about getting to know you. Yes, but sure, what can I do if you're the one that was at the last concert with me? <laughs> okay, okay, fair point. And when was this concert? It was back in the early 2019. August 2019. For some reason, I always think that concert was later in the year. I always think it was like October. September was, or something. It was not. It was August. And was it a good show? It was an outstanding show. What was your favourite part? The whole thing. The cursing. The energy. And surprisingly cursing? enough. Yeah. Do tell. There was a few F words dropped. Ah, oh, come on. We're all big boys and big girls around here. You can say them. Oh, can I? You can. Work and away and let... A lady never speaks like that. Hey, but there's no ladies on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> no, it was. It was a very good show from start to finish, even though we missed the first song. But we'll move on from that. Um, it was very good. Even though it rained, I had been to a number of concerts that year. It rained for pretty much all of them. Mm. But the Foo Fighters concert was so good, I didn't even notice the rain. Yeah, you see, sometimes I I kind of find that the when it rains at a concert, especially if it's an outdoor concert. Well, obviously it's an outdoor concert because it's not going to rain indoor. But like, if it rains and if it's later near the end of the set, you know, with all the lights and the dark sky, I feel like it adds to the atmosphere almost. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, it really does, you know. And, you know. Uh, 
And I was actually talking to my mate Dave after the concert to give me a phone call. Oh, did he know? Yeah. Oh, did you not know we're good friends? I didn't. I didn't. And how do you know, Dave? Well, it was back in December of, I don't know what year. I might have been strolling around San Francisco. Or on, on a little street called Love Hate. When I happened on this CD shop. Okay, okay. I said to the people I was at, will we go in here? And they said, yeah. Now, it was a massive CD shop. There was three different floors. Of course, us being, the, us being the Irish people walked in, looking around, seeing a crowd over in the corner, putting no pass on it. Putting no went pass up. on it? No. Went about our business, went upstairs. No, looked, hang, looked on. hang on. Did you say putting up ass on it? No, I said there was a crowd over in the corner of the CD shop and us being the Irish people in the store put no pass on it. Oh, I had an image of someone trying to put an ass up on, on a flagpole or something inside the CD shop. No. Sorry for interrupting. Go on, carry on, carry on. So we had it upstairs. We had a look at the movies and all. They were upstairs. We came down to the middle floor. They were kind of the out now CDs, if you get me. Right, I, I get you. I toddled all down to the bottom store, and that's where you know the mugs, the things like that was, and the old old CDs. Yeah. So I picked up uh, Pink Floyd. I think it was oh. the name was one brick in the wall. Okay, very good, very um, good CD. Yeah, and it was a kind of like an original copy, so I said, this would be pretty cool. So I'll get it. Yeah. So I came up and was talking to the lads, and they weren't getting anything. So I moseyed on over to the till. And little did I know that there was poor L. David. Just okay. hanging out, chatting, talking to everyone. Oh, just so we're clear, this is Dave Grohl, yes? This is correct. Oh, my God. So, and... me being me, of course, yes. stood there in total shock. <laughs> and rang the two people I was with. <laughs> okay. Even though they were only across the wall from me. <laughs> Right. And I was like, hey, you never guess who's over here? And they were like, who? And I was like, Dave Grohl. And they were like, shut up, Emma, will you? And I was like, well, if you don't want to come over. So they came over. They were like, for fuck's sake. And I was like, could you act a bit cooler, please? That's my mate. <laughs> so, yeah. So he talked to us all. He asked us our names and what we were doing. And he was like, that's pretty cool, traveling around and did it take as long to save up and all. And, you know, we had really? the longs and the bands or the shits and the giggles, whatever way you want to say it. You know what to say, it's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. This is very true. And yeah. to some people's surprise, they correct me on this when I say it. But I think you might understand, he gave me a drumstick. Are you serious? I'm deadly serious. It's my Please tell me. It's my prized possession. Please tell me you still have it. I do, of course. Next, please tell me a price. <laughs> to <laughs> sell. To buy it? Yes. This is a non-sellable object. I might leave no, it no, no, in no. my will. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, if I'm murdered, you're not getting it because you will be the one murdering me for it. Ah, uh, shit. So... Yep, so what was he like to me. talk to? Like, was he? He seems like he's really down to earth, and he's a pretty cool guy. Like, what? What was yep. he like? Exactly that down to a T. Was just like I was talking to you or anybody. 
really and there was kind of like there was no you know like when you meet someone for the first time there's a bit of quietness or a bit of awkwardness there was none of that he, really? was, he was really just a normal person yeah oh my god I absolutely love to meet him Obviously, when he was coming to Ireland, he gave me a bell, and I was like, Dave, stop, will you? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Don't you just hate when these people just won't leave you alone, like? Oh, sure, you know, I don't mind, like, but... Did you ask him about his days in Nirvana or Kurt Cobain or anything like that? I asked him everything. Sorry, do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like, so, Dave, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And he was like, well, Emma. <laughs> and that's kind of how the conversation went. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like he'd be he, he'd be very open to talking to people, especially from Ireland. I feel like he really genuinely has a love for Ireland. Like, you know, when you know, when rock stars come to, you know, go to different cities or like, Oh, hello, the Troys. We love the Troys. We always look forward to coming here and playing or to come to Ireland. They're like, oh, Dublin is our favorite place to play. And your income. Yeah. But you just feel like they're um, they're just saying that like in like five minutes before to go on stage, they're like, hey, man, tell me what's, what city I'm in tonight so I can say it. Yeah. But when he says it, I genuinely feel like he does, because did you ever hear about the story about how the Foo Fighters were formed? I did, but if you'd like to refresh my memory, I'm sure your New South Wales listener would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so everybody knows Dave Grohl. Well, a lot of people think he looks like the drummer from Nirvana. No, really? I'm going to blow your minds, right? Make sure them headphones are tight in your little ears and listen to this. Dave Grohl does not just look like the drummer for Nirvana. He was the drummer in Nirvana. Can oh, you believe that? Is that why I got a drumstick? Quite possibly, Emma. Oh, Quite possibly. Man. I bet you were sitting there thinking, standing there thinking to yourself, Hang on a second now. He's the singer and guitarist from Foo Fighters. Why does he have a drumstick? You know. Do you know, I was only rage and I missed what song he played. Excuse me? I, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> I, I said, I'm just raging that I missed what song he played that day in the... In the in shop? The, in the CD shop, yeah. Well, really, what song does he play? Sorry, were you not just listening? I said, I'm raging I didn't know which song he played. <laughs> Oh, I get you. I thought you knew what song and that's no. why you were raging. You missed it. No, I missed it. I see, I see. But anyway, back to my story. So after Nirvana had broken up and he was a bit, he didn't know what to do with himself and he didn't know it or he wanted to carry on being a musician or anything. He uh, he went for a bit of a vacation and came to Ireland. And apparently he was in the west part of Ireland, you know, the very rural parts. No big cities, kind of. What every American pictures Ireland being, this is what the west of Ireland looks like. Especially back then, in the mid-90s. It's like no internet. You'd have to walk about three miles to find the next house and a stuff like that. Sorry? A lot of sheep. A lot of sheep. A lot of people called Barbara. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Yeah. So anyway, he was driving down this old, uh, this old country road, and 
in a world of his own, next thing he sees this young guy walking towards him on the road and got closer and the young guy was wearing a Nirvana t-shirt and he had an epiphany. He was like, I'm in the fucking back arse of beyond here in really in the sticks of Ireland. And somebody knows my music, knows my band and is walking around with a t-shirt for my band on it. If I can reach people out here, I can, I've made it. So yeah, that kind of spurred him on to continue with his music and he went back to the States and he formed the Foo Fighters. That he did, that he did. And we are forever grateful. That is very true. Right, before we play your your chosen song for the Foo Fighters, which I'm really looking forward to, to finding out which one it is. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the concert? Um, so it was a great concert, obviously. Um, they never stopped for one second, never took the pedal off the metal or whatever way you want to say it. Pedal off uh, the metal. <laughs> pedal off. <laughs> what? The pedal off the metal? Yeah. Or, that's no, I can't even say it. Yeah. That's actually quite a tough word to say when you're trying to say pedal it. Pedal off the metal. Yeah. Metal off the pedal. They whichever kept, way. They kept the energy going throughout the whole show. Okay. Um, I seem to remember actually some guy coming out on stage at near the end of it and telling Dave Grohl he had to finish up or he was going to be fined because he was going to run past the curfew. This is very true. And what did he say? That is a very good question. Why don't you tell our listeners what he said? I don't give a shit, motherfuckers. <laughs> I think Dave Grohl's favourite word is motherfuckers. I think this the whole tour should have been called motherfuckers. Yeah, Foo Fighters on the, the Worldwide Motherfucker, motherfucker Tour. Yeah. <laughs> that could but be... It's not, it's not like how me or you say motherfucker. It was kind of like, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like, you ready to rock, motherfuckers? Yeah. And actually, I remember, I just thought, side note from motherfuckers, um, just kind of what kind of person he is as well. Do you remember when he broke his leg or whatever that time and there was an Irish doctor actually helped him? Yes, I do. I do. This doctor happened to be at the concert. Oh, my God. And my mate Dave happened to play a song for him. He did, actually. He had him up on stage and everything, didn't he? He did, he did. He said, you're the motherfucker that caused me all the agony. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to my favourite song of the concert. Okay. okay. Now, I'm going with this one for my favourite song just purely because of the concert. It is one of my favourite Foo Fighters songs, but it wouldn't be the top one. But from that concert, it stood out to me. Okay. Can you guess what it is? Yes, it's the song you're going to play next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Wheels. I was fucking... I, I couldn't remember the name, but I kept thinking Wheels on the bus. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round. No, a different kind of wheels. <laughs> <laughs> could you could you actually imagine Dave Grohl's version of the wheels on the bus? I, I could imagine him being like... The wheels on the bus go round and round, motherfuckers. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. There'd be more okay. than a leg broke there. Sorry? There'd be more than a leg broke there. 
You would indeed. Okay, so take it away, Emma. Introduce your song. This is from my lifelong friend's many, many songs that he has. Um, but I'm going to pick Wheels from the Foo Fires. I love that song. That is definitely one of the best songs. It really is. And I think, I know I'm going to say it again, but I I was going to put this as my favourite concert. Okay. But I was already going to have it as my last concert. True, true. So that's why I didn't. But for me, it was one of the best concerts I was ever at. And the rendition he did of that song on the night was just, no words can describe it. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I can see why you'd pick it as pick them as one of your best concerts. They do put on one hell of a show. That's my mate. My mate Dave. My mate Dave. <laughs> he's not your mate, he's my mate. <laughs> that actually sounds like a tagline for something. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I'm sorry now, I don't want to bring back any bad memories or anything, but we need to talk about your worst concert. So, where do I begin? <laughs> oh, there's been quite a few, has there? There's been quite a few. Quite a few, unfortunately, but you have to take the good with the bad, I suppose. True, you do. So, come on, which one gets the coveted worst concert award? Do you see, it's actually a toss-up. I can't actually pick between the two okay. of them. So do you want to hear the two? Okay, we'll we'll go for two. Okay, how long have you got? <laughs> I've got all the time in the world. Sorry, I'm going to a bad area. I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, come on, come on. So the first one that sticks out to me was I was very, very disappointed. I'm going to paint you a little picture. Right, right. It was back in the young old days of Emma. Okay. Saved every penny she had to go to Oxygen. For those that don't know, Oxygen was a music festival back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. And it used to be quite good. They used to have a lot of rock music playing there. But then they start, I think they start playing, or they start attracting a lot of dance and rap and those sort of groups and a different type of crowd start going and it just kind of fizzled out. That's correct. Okay. So this was still in the good days. Right. When you went for the weekend, you had no money, but you went anyway and you enjoyed yeah. yourself. Eating Mighty Munch Fifth for your breakfast, dinner and lunch. <laughs> Quite tasty. So this, so this was my second or third year going, I'm not quite okay. sure. Obviously, you know, the first year you go, it's like, wow, this is amazing. Best year ever. Sun splitting the trees, you know. Yeah. Everything you'd want for a music oh, festival. Yeah. Fast forward two years, you have the year I'm going to talk about. Torrential rain, windstorms, thunder and lightning. Oh, my God. GA matches called off all over the county, but no oxygen went ahead. <laughs> you know, sure, why not with all the electrical equipment and all? That's oh, not yeah, dangerous. sounds like a good recipe, all right. Yeah, there was a factor of will we go, won't we go? And I was like, fuck yeah, we'll go. We're after spending all that money. I actually think at the time might it have been 220 for the ticket for the Jesus. weekend. Which, like when you think about it, is actually not a bad price for what you got for it. Like, but at the time, 220 seemed like a mortgage for a house. So. <laughs> right, I wasn't aware they had music concerts back in the 1920s. <laughs> so, 
um, yeah, we went anyway. Kings of Leon was my main act for the weekend. Okay. Everybody was getting fairly pissed off with the rain and this and you know, don't we be kind of trying to jizz them up and all and all. Come on, Kings of Leon are on later, you know, cop on, woo. Mm. This, that and the other thing, making sure everyone was all right. Can so. I just stop you there? Well, yep. Did you just say, basically say you were going around the concert jizzing on people? No. No, no, I did not. But I'm not surprised you would think that. Right. Uh, Get your mind out of the butter, I don't know. Boy. I have this recorded now. I can very easily go back and listen. Uh, <laughs> what I heard was you'd be going around jizzing up. Yeah, you know, boosting up. Ah, I see, I see, I see. So, anyway, in the words of my friend Brian, do you know, there was a couple of stragglers I couldn't get out. Now, having said that, poor old Darren did have a great idea. It nearly cost him his marriage, all right, but he had uh, bought a new transit van at the okay. time. Thought because the weather was so bad, he'd bring that instead of a tent. Okay. And we're like, yes, Darren, that's a good idea. Until he bought out the new memory foam mattress he had bought two weeks prior to the concert right. in his new home that he had <laughs> just built. But now this mattress would not fit in the van. Right. So Darren proceeded to cut the wheel arches out of the bed so the mattress would fit in the back. Oh, my God. I'd say the wife was happy with that. Not happy whatsoever. (laughs) But anyway, now you you kind of get the picture of how I was finding it hard of getting people out of the back of the van. Memory foam mattress. Dry, no rain. But I managed to get them out. Okay, okay. Walking down to the concert in the... No, I know my legs are not very long, but knee deep in muck. <laughs> it, it was that bad. I lost my runner on the way to the concert. <laughs> right. But I kept going. You, know? you were I was, dedicated. I was dedicated yeah. to the Yeah, I kept going. So we stood there and we stood there, no sign of these lads coming out. The rain was getting, you know, like when you have to squint because it's so windy and rainy. Yeah. There was no point in even having a hood or a coat on because you were just drowned. Yeah. So they finally came on, I think it was like a half an hour yeah. late. And you know, like everyone's like, woo, woo, yeah, woo. And they literally stood on the stage, picture this now, squinty eyes, wind and okay. rain. And they literally stood on the stage. They opened with Sex on okay. Fire. He stood there, microphone, guitar, and literally went, you, your sex is on fire. And that was it. No bit of life, no bit of jumping around, no bit of action to the song. Literally just how I sang it there. So in other words, he wasn't really feeling it that night. Like he wasn't in the mood to be there whatsoever. No. And the tens and thousands of fans were just like, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus. I never would have thought that now. I thought they would have been a very energetic band and a great band to see live. Well, that's what I was banking on. But no. Total disappointment. Half... Half the crowd actually left. Jeez. Yeah. Well, would you stand there in the wind and the rain? I actually wouldn't. No, not at all. No. And like, so you have that. Now, I know the, I know the, I know the day and the rain and whatever had a factor on the day. But then you have two hours later, well, it was, or two hours earlier, sorry, when it was still the same day, the same wind and the rain, and you had Florence in the machine. A girl on her own, standing in the middle of the stage, doing a rain dance because it was so bad. <laughs> she had everyone in the knots laughing. She made the day better, made it what 
took it for what it was and just got she on. She was it. entertaining, in other words. You were getting your, your money's yeah. worth. Yeah. 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 You know? I can kind of see why it was so disappointing then, especially since that's the bands that basically drew you to the concert. Yep. The whole weekend, you know, was based around yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that would... I mean, I lost a runner and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it just wasn't a good weekend at all for you, was it? It was not. It was not. Is that really pissed you off? Yeah. So would you like to know what my song is for I them? would. I would. So I'm going to go with, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong because I pronounce a lot of things wrong, but I'm sure you'll pick up what I'm laying okay. down. It's Revelry. Okay, that was a good choice. Good song. Why did you, why did you pick that song? I don't know. I, cause like obviously the main one for the Kingsley one would be Sex on Fire. Use somebody now. Use somebody yeah. is actually my favorite one. But I don't know. Whenever I think of that concert and think of that time, that's what that's what song pops to mind. That song is linked with that memory. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. Now you did say you, you there was a tie for for the award. What's the What's the other concert? Oh, there was. This would be back in the summer of 2019. It was Bon Jovi. Oh, good old Bon Jovi. Well, yes, that's what you think. You would, wouldn't you? You would. Do tell, do tell. Yet another concert that year in the rain. Very, very, very wet, everybody was. Okay. And not in a good way. <laughs> okay. So, um, I think that was in the RDS as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, I think. No, yeah, definitely the RDS. Um, got tickets for me and my friends. Waited for it to come around. Done the drive up. Got the chips. Had the laugh on the way up. You know, yeah, I yeah. yeah, it's all, I always... I always think the the whole concert starts the minute you get up that morning and the getting ready and the journey up is all part of the experience. That's it, that's it. Got there, walked around, bought the t-shirts, headed in, got our spot, waited for the main event. Yeah. Started to fill up. Now there was a fair crowd there. Fairly packed. Yeah, I'd imagine there is. He always yeah. pulls in a good crowd when he's when he's in Ireland. Yeah. So he started. And he started. Well, he didn't really start because I don't think he sang one full song for the whole day. Really? Really. That's that's a very strange thing for a for a singer to do now. Yeah, I was very disappointed with it now I have to say. And parts didn't even sound like himself. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure you've probably heard about it, like, but no, and a lot of, like, jumping around, I don't even know if it was jumping or running around the stage, but just not, like, you were going to the concert to hear the songs, not to see that. Yeah, yeah. So you have the, on one hand, you have the Kings of Leon, who didn't move at all, and on the other hand, you have Bon Jovi, who didn't stay still, but sang nothing. (laughs) (laughs) If you could put the two of them together, you'd probably have the perfect concert. Yeah. How was how was the quality? You know, how was his how how was his what performance voice, and his voice? His voice was very broken in parts, I thought. Okay. And I felt like I know 
music lovers of Bon Jovi will probably fall out with me for this, but I, I kind of felt that his time was done. He shouldn't have done it. Like he's, he's past it. He's too old, really. Yeah, like he, Better Roses is not even a fast song and he couldn't sing the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. You know, and I know, I know you let the crowd sing some parts of it. Obviously, that's part of the thing. Oh, but yeah. like, I wouldn't even think he sang half the song. Oh, my God. It's funny, though, because I know people that have seen him before and they said that it's the best concert ever. Nothing would ever top them that he puts on an excellent show. Now, this would have yeah. been 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, probably seven and a half years before he should have stopped. <laughs> I don't mean that as harsh as it sounds, but I just, the disappointment from that day was unreal. I can imagine. You know yourself, you're seeing this guy again and going back to Europe in the kitchen. If it wasn't <laughs> Europe, it was Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. But if, it was, if it was Bon Jovi, the full band was there because me and Gary joined in. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going from, from that to actual age where you get to see this person. You've grew up with his music, you've watched the DVDs, you've listened to the CDs, you've mm. done the concert yourself, to mm. that. I see, I see. So that was more heartbreaking than the Kings of Leon one, because they meant more, I suppose. I totally can see your point there. It would be very yeah. disappointing and, and soul-destroying almost. Especially oh, if no, you've... No, no. The soul-destroying part was... Okay. You know, he could have he could have pulled it back out of the box. He could have pulled it back out of the box. All he had to do was play always. Okay. One of like anyone I talked to, one of the most iconic songs of his is always. Yeah. So why would you play that? Like, why would you play that? The Irish people would be only waiting for. <laughs> right, right. And no, no. Did he? Play? We stood in the rain. Stood in the rain. Stood in the rain. Got stood on. Bulmer's thrown on. Half songs played and then didn't even play always. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, that was just the icing on the top of the cake. So you'll always be waiting for him to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always be waiting, yeah. I can't believe that though. You'd imagine he'd he'd play that song like it's one of his classic songs, one of his most well known, as you said. Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. like not even in the encore. Not even in the encore. Not, I don't even think Always was mentioned anywhere in the whole thing. Jeez. Now, I did voice my opinion on the way out to my friend. Okay, okay. That did not go down very well. From your friend? No, 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 no. That would kind of be acceptable. No, this was from a perfect stranger. Are you serious? I am. Now, in fairness to the perfect stranger... I think he thought he was uh, John Bon Jovi's um, fatter twin. <laughs> okay, harsh words, harsh words. Ha harsh words, but like, there's only so many people can get away with um, a vest top, if you're that size, <laughs> cowboy boots and a bandana. <laughs> right, right, and uh, I take it he was a bit, he was up I in the years, was he? I actually think he might have had a pink cowboy hat. Okay, quite an interesting character, so. Maybe it was his wife's because he was walking with a woman. Okay, okay. So we'll let, we let that bit slide. 
And how did this interaction go down then? What, what? Well, we were just walking out and I just happened to voice my opinion about, you know, I can't believe he didn't play always or, you know, yeah. you know the normal talk going to be going on after the concert. Oh, yeah. And I actually, I actually couldn't tell you what he said because I was trying not to laugh. Okay. But he turned around real serious and ate me. <laughs> right. In the middle of the tens of thousands walking out of the RDS, in the pitch dark, torrential rain, and all I could do was laugh. Okay. Like, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Like, <laughs> I I can't help you there. I actually don't know. So, I I've never like been been exiting a concert and got personally got ate by a by a very large man in a pink cowboy hat. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. It's on the bucket list for you. It is. I'll have to. I'll have to jot that one down. Put it on the list. Yeah. Seems like an interesting experience, yeah. all in itself. Oh, I tell you, <laughs> it was an experience, all right. So, um, do I? Do I even need to ask what song you're going to play? I think you should just go ahead and play it. I don't think it needs an introduction now at this stage. Okay, here we go. So that's the end of the first half. I'm afraid you'll have to tune back in next week to hear the second half. I hope you enjoyed it so far. The second half is just as entertaining. Before I go, I just want to remind you, find us on social media. And also, click that button that says leave a voice message. I'd love to hear back from you. Some of the best voice messages will be included in future episodes. So make sure they're a good one. I'll see you all next week and keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. <laughs>